welcome to BA Brew. I'm Lisa. I'm Mironam. And I'm Mike. Uh, lovely to have Maruna with us today, who is our uh, communications expert, I'd say. So, uh, Mike met Maruna. Uh, how long ago was it, Mike? Was it? It was the BA conference last year. I attended one of Maruna's workshops, which was um, it was crazily fun and also very informative. Uh, and I've Thank worked you. with Maruna since in a, a workshop at the BA Manager Forum. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. So, yeah, so it's, I've just been having, obviously um, getting up to speed on, on the kind of topics you've been covering. It sounds sounds fantastic. So for you, Maroon, I think it became a bit, quite a big topic for you in terms of um, the background, your your life, your background, living in various different places, uh, different cultures. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, of course. I was, uh, so I'm, um, I was uh, born and raised in Romania, but then I moved to uh, Brussels and uh, I lived in Brussels, Belgium for 12 years. I started working there, so my professional life started in, in Brussels in um, different international environments. And I remember that I was um, at some point, I was thinking about the, the way people arrived to work. It was so funny because you had um, people from um, Germany, so it was an international environment, right? A, a huge international uh, department, and people from Germany, from uh, the Netherlands, they would they would arrive very early in the morning, around ten. The Spanish people, the Italian people, uh, you know, it was so funny too. And then the way they would interact, and it's something that I uh, started to pay attention uh, to during my uh, the following years, and I slowly became. Uh, really passionate about how we interact with each other, um, what makes it work, what doesn't, where we fail, why, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so it makes, it makes perfect sense and why it's become such an interesting and fascinating topic for you then. So yeah. just in terms of um, sort of an overview, I mean, we're all aware of communication types, but from your perspective, could you run us through a few of those? Definitely. So we have verbal communication, which sounds easy because we, you know, make sounds and the sounds make sense most of the time. But um, even verbal communication can be tricky sometimes when um, we don't have a perfect diction, for example, and this is something we can correct or when we are very nervous and then we tend to um, speak faster. So anyway, um, verbal communication is a very important uh, aspect uh, of uh, our communication in general. Then we have nonverbal communication, and this is our uh, face mimic body language. So in a few words, our bodies speak, and ideally we should know what they say. <laughs> so we should pay attention to our gestures, um, or like uh, like I said before, our face mimic, when we disagree with someone, does it show? Uh, do we show or not? Or when we when we are in um, on the other side, when we give a speech or we give a presentation and somebody is making a, a face, um, how do we how do we feel about that? We, will we let that impact the way we um, perform our job? Then paraverbal communication is uh, not about what we say, but how we say it. And it relates to pitch, speed, tone. So we can speak, um, think about it like um, classical music. Like the classical music is a reference I use. The um, lower notes 
uh, we have a, a very serious grave and they make you think about a calm environment, right, or grave, then you have um, music in a higher key and that's very happy and it's inci excitement and maybe a bit of uh, panic, Some, it depends on the music. The, the same happens when we speak and preferably in a professional environment, we should use um, a lower key because that conveys, it imposes respect. It means that we are uh, on top of our uh, um, communication and um, um, yeah, I think that, and then we can talk of course about written communication, but this is something that we could talk about uh, for hours because we have uh, the, classical written communication and of course we're only talking about professional or professional lives here so emailing um we don't send faxes anymore thank god for that <laughs> um <laughs> but then we have now we have a real-time communication that's also it can be challenging as well so uh, visual communication is another type but we will not cover it today because it's a uh, it's a bit different from um, what we want to to talk about yeah, so there are so many ways we communicate to one another. That's why it's a huge topic, isn't it? It's, it's, there's so yeah. much to talk about. And like I said, so many different mediums um, in, in terms of how we communicate with each other. Definitely. Um, no, that's it. So I think you mentioned earlier about um, uh, how our styles can be defined perhaps by our childhood experiences from the people that we've seen and emulated. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that makes quite a big, big impact once you get to being an adult? Yeah, definitely. I I think it uh, it impacts our communication uh, more than we know. Just think about. I have a question for you, for you and um, you watching us. Who are you? And when I when I ask you, who are you? It's not in a philosophical uh, sense, right? who raised you who was there by your side who was your favorite teacher your least favorite teacher who are your friends um while you were growing up so all these people had a communication um communication a, a, a certain way of communicating right so maybe you took some of those communication aspects without realizing it um a gesture um a word that you uh, pronounce differently or that you use um more frequently uh, all these impact us because we copy the others around us when we grow up and then uh when we start our professional lives we um are um most of the times very insecure because we don't have experience in the beginning so we don't know what to expect from uh, the new job the the work environment uh, the management and our emotions will take over and when emotions take over that means that we do not have um we don't master it anyway don't we don't control it anymore we don't control the way we speak we don't control the way we react to 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 it to, to other people so this is when our uh, emotional past and everything uh, everything behind us um takes over i think it's super important to realize um the way we communicate and why we communicate in a certain way i'll give you an example just to to make it clear um 
I was raised by my grandmother and uh, she was she was amazing. She, she passed away a few years ago, but she was an amazing woman. When she was um, sad or something, uh, um, when she didn't like something, she would completely, you know, shut off to, to everyone. So it was, it would become, um, it would be impossible to talk to her, you know? And I realized I took that. I didn't know it. I mean, I only, somebody told me when I was maybe in my thirties and it was the first time I realized that that was something I had picked from my grandmother because she, she raised me. And then I started thinking about what other things I could have, uh, you know, borrowed communication wise from, from those around me. I find it very interesting. Oh, no, absolutely. It's a very good example as well. Because we, we, without, we're just like sponges when we're growing up, aren't we? We're taking on all different you know, people around us. It's interesting as well. You were saying about how, how kind of your moods, how you're feeling, you know, at the time. Like that all affects the way you communicate on that day, doesn't it? You know. Yes. And unless we pay attention to to these communication patterns, we will simply transfer them to our kids and maybe co-workers or you know life partners because when we spend a lot of time with someone you realize that we tend to uh, speak the same way or use at some point the same uh, specific uh, wording or so it's important right yeah no it is it's making me think as well so my daughter's 12 at the moment and every now and again, I hear her say something. I think, oh, she's got that from me. <laughs> it's really, it's really puts me off. Oh. It just shows you've really got to watch the, the, you know, the way you communicate and the modelling good behaviour, I suppose. Exactly, yes. So how about you, Mike? Well, when Maruna was saying there about how, how um, our experiences kind of mould us, it made me think of some of my, um, my early influences. And you can get sort of cultural and media influences as well. And I think in my early 20s, um, and, I'm, I'm, and I'm only slightly over 30 now, but in my early 20s, I realised that a lot of the, the um, phrases I said were from Monty Python. And there were so many things I would I'd end up quoting bits of Monty Python. And, and I'm pleased to say that I I've, I've moderated that a little bit, probably. And it's probably just as well, because most people wouldn't have a clue. But it's nice every so often to drop something in sort of uh, uh, that, that uh, is, is a Monty Python reference. Um, so like nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition, which you can say that people have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> unless they've seen that film. Uh, and, and I have a problem in, in training courses. Um, I, again, a lot of my references back in the 70s and 80s, and I find on training courses, I'm referring to 80s game shows. I'll, I'll use a catchphrase from that. And the, and the people in the room will sort of, what's he talking about? It's just Mike, he's just, he's just going, back, going back to his roots again. Yeah. Um, but you do have to be aware of those things and how actually, they're not all um, relevant to the people you're communicating with. So the things that you you know and you experience are unique to you, and some of them will be shared with other people. But if you if you rely on all of those things, um, you've got to watch that uh, that the, the people receiving the communication understand what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. And the thing is that you know it's not bad that we have these uh, communication patterns uh, with us, but uh, it can at some point uh, impact in a negative way the way we interact with um, our co-workers if we don't pay attention. And if there's something negative that we picked from someone, that could, uh, that could play against us. Yeah, it comes back to that feedback that you mentioned earlier, that uh, actually yeah. 
communication isn't one way. You've got to you you've got to use what you get back, and that can be verbal, it can be non-verbal. Um, you but you you need to look for that feedback, um, and then adjust what you're doing, uh, and yeah. that that can become challenging at times. It can be very yeah. challenging. Yeah, it's, it's both ways, I like to say, isn't it? It's both ways. It's how you come across and it's how you receive the message as well, isn't it? I think uh, maybe it's because I'm an analyst, but I, I always used to kind of overthink things quite a bit. And I'd, I'd be very sensitive to facial expressions, tones of voice. Why, why is this person really different to yesterday? They were fine yesterday. What's wrong today? They're a bit quieter today. Is it something I've done? You know, I think, um, I, I don't know, as the time goes on, you realise that probably just having a bad day. You know, it could just be something like that. But it's so it's so easy um, to, to sort of, I don't know, I suppose, sort of miscommunicate yourself or interpret it incorrectly um, as well. When, when you say these things, it made, it made me think most of the times is not about us. And it's something that we should always think about, you know, like, most like in 98% of the time, maybe it's them, their lives, their problems. They're like, definitely not about us. And it's, uh, it was, uh, it takes you a while to realize, it takes you years to realize that, doesn't it? Because you think, oh, is it me? What, what have I done? Have I said something exactly. the wrong way? And then you start going back over the last five conversations you've had with them and things like that. But yeah, he didn't yeah. say hi in the in the uh, you know this morning in the elevator. Why? Why did I say something yesterday? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like thankfully I don't do that anymore now because like you say you, you realize after a while that a lot of time people have, everyone's got their own life, their own set of circumstances, and they're just trying to you know just trying to get through the, the job, home life, all that kind of thing. Uh, so yeah. you might, might just have pop pops up at the wrong moment for them. So <laughs> so in terms of um, miscommunication. Uh, have you got any examples of that, Maruna? Well, yes. I mean, um, miscommunication happens because we, like we just said, we communicate differently. And um, I realized that we, uh, like we said before, we became so accustomed to not communicating properly. I mean, now I'm not surprised if uh, someone doesn't read the entire um, email, like the entire thread, or if someone is not paying attention properly, I will just repeat once or twice, or maybe a third time. But um, there are some uh, miscommunication situations that are can be funny. And I remember about um, the time I was um, I was supposed to go out with a friend to have brunch on Sunday, and uh, she, I, uh, I wanted to book a table, and I asked her. I, we were chatting on a, on an app, and I, I was asking uh, whether I should book for four and a half. And then she became super weird in her communication, like she wouldn't try it. I were just chatting normally, and then she stopped. And I was like, "What's wrong?" And like you say, uh, Lisa, I was like, "Did I do something? Did I say something before?" Uh, I mean, you know. And then I was like. Uh, is something wrong and she says well four o'clock is not four thirty. i said four and a half and she's like four and a half is not brunch time i mean we should maybe go there around 12. what i meant was four people and a half because they had just had have a ba had baby right and we were four uh, grown-ups and a kid and it was like no, no 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 i meant four people and a half not four and a half like time so it was yeah it's you know she, she was sat there at the other end of that thinking, I don't want to go at 4.30. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she was, she actually said it. 
4.30 might be a bit too late because the little one is sleeping, you know? I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's so easy to, mis to miscommunicate though, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it is, yeah, definitely. How about you, Mike? You've got some stories. <laughs> yeah, I've got a slightly embarrassing, embarrassing story about a miscommunication. Um, These are the best. The best are the most, yeah, the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you definitely learn from it, I think. The embarrassing ones are the things you learn from. Uh, back in sixth form days, I, I can't remember what what had been happening or whatever. I I'd been to some sort of event. I think it was some kind of event, and I'd, I'd met some various people. And I got um, I got a message sent to me. That was it. It was it was a written note sent to me at sixth form. So this person passed me the note at sixth form um, from this um, this uh, young lady called Sarah, and asking me to. Uh, um, I think it was giving my giving her phone number and arranging to uh, meet up. Um, and I just thought, oh, that's great. It's, it's Sarah, really good. I'll, I'll look forward to meeting Sarah. Uh, but what I'd forgotten, I'd, I'd, I'd seen somebody, uh, I, I know, I, at the time I knew eight people called Sarah, eight, eight young ladies called Sarah. Um, but I didn't, I'd assumed it was the person I'd spoken to at this event the day before. But it wasn't. I ended up going out, meeting this person, sent a note back and thinking, really? so we ended up going dating for a while. Just on the, on the basis of a misunderstanding, I thought it was this one of the other seven Sarahs. Um, <laughs> but um, all of the Sarahs were lovely. They were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a brilliant story. Yeah. Luckily, I only knew one Deborah, and Deborah, uh, I've married Deborah. <laughs> I, I bet she's my, called Deborah, Mike, not Sarah. My wife was called Sarah. I would, I would now be in trouble. You've been a lot of trouble, <laughs> <laughs> oh, doesn't it? But I was thinking back as well about um, about technology and about um, you know when you say you see people typing. But one of my things, or actually, it wasn't one of mine. Somebody once pointed it out to me, um, a colleague of mine at work. And I remember her saying. Oh, when this person sends sends an email, a group email, I'm always at the end of it. I'm always at the end of the you know the recipient list. I don't think I'm in good favour with them, you know. And, and I think, oh, and then I started getting paranoid myself, thinking, oh, is this is this true? So now, like, then I went on to manage manage a team a few years later, and then I found myself every time I communicated with my team, <laughs> the names up just so they didn't think I had favourites. <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? The things you do and the, the way you work around technologies, yeah. I remember the first year when I started uh, to work in, um, in, in the corporate world, I was, it was my birthday uh, and I had been only been there for like maybe six months and I wanted to um, throw a party and invite uh, my colleagues to, you know, uh, get to know them better. And I started to add people in the to field of my email. And um, I added all those that I was comfortable with and, you know, become friends. And then I was thinking, oh, but then they will like management will know that I, I have a party. So I should invite my managers as well. I was very young and I was like, but how could I put managers in the same two field? Like, you know, the juniors, maybe they will feel offended or something. So I put the managers in CC. And then one of them came to, to see me and he was like, so 
we are just notified about your party, I presume, and we are not invited. And I felt so bad, you know. So the managers did not come, <laughs> not that year at least. But uh, the following year, I, I didn't do the same mistake, but that was a bad, bad moment for me. <laughs> so it's like you're just letting them know that they weren't invited. <laughs> Can you imagine? And I was just feeling I didn't want because in my head was like, I don't want to impose, you know, I don't want them to feel that they should come. It, I was on a completely different planet, like really. That's, that's, how that's even more insulting than not telling them, isn't it? Even exactly, of course. It's a party and you're not invited. <laughs> Oh, they so that's the communication so much more complex, is it? Just because of the introduction of technology, isn't it? it there's, yeah. there's so many different ways of communicating, and, and I, I I struggle. I mean, the default mode I would often use would be email, and sometimes if there's something slightly controversial, not even controversial, but you just need to be unambiguous about it, I can spend half an hour crafting an email, and then and, and a number of times this happened, I spend half an hour crafting an email, send it off. Within two minutes, there's a response back saying, what do you mean by that? Uh, and it, it's coming back in a slightly um, a gruff tone. I, or I'm, maybe I'm just reading it in a slightly gruff tone, but I definitely detect it's not been received in the way that I meant to send it. And yeah. I think what, what I've realised from that as well is it's, it's important to pick the right channel um, to, to make sure you, you can communicate effectively. So sending an email was, was a sort of one-way channel. I'm not able to um, moderate what I'm saying. I can't... Um, respond to how that uh, the receiver um, interprets what I've said um, and I perhaps should have rung up or gone around to see them but we've got so much choice now with the different channels that we've got and and this uh, another thing that I find challenging is where messages are fragmented across multiple channels um, so you start a conversation on messenger and then then maybe it continues on teams and then maybe it's an email and then they bring you up or whatever it's like okay now where do I go with this yeah yeah, there's nothing worse than knowing somebody's emailed you or sent a message on Teams or some other instant message and thinking, I, I know they messaged me, but I can't find it. Yeah, I, I did it. I did it yesterday because mm. I couldn't remember what, where this, which, which method um, this person had used. So I spent quite a bit of time trying, trying to look for keywords, you know. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're just spoiled really with choice, aren't we, around uh, diff different ways of communicating these days. Fabulous topic, Maroon. Thank you so much for coming on um, and, and, and sharing, sharing your insights with us. Um, if you've got any ideas for any future podcasts, um, please let us know, as always, at babrew at syskd.com. Um, thank you both uh, for being on the panel and thank you all for watching. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I just need to check that I haven't upset any other Sarahs that I know now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did he mean me? <laughs> I think you need to go off grid a little bit now, Mike. <laughs> Just for a while. Five, five messages waiting. <laughs> Lovely. Th thank you all for your time. Thanks. Bye. Yes.